Welcome to the Financial Advisors Edge Podcast, a show created by financial advisors for financial advisors. Are you ready for some straight talk about building and growing a financial services practice? Four advisors in different states at different firms that have each built $100 million plus practices from scratch the right way through hard work, doing the right thing, and having fun while doing it. It's time for you to get the edge. Here are your hosts, Brad Warhurt, Jeff Copeland, Jim Martin, and Greg Gonzalez. Hey, and welcome to the Financial Advisors Edge podcast. Today, we are talking about building a business in a small town. How do you build a $100, $200, $300 million business in a town with a population of under 100,000? And, um, you know, we're excited about this topic because we get to talk about ourselves. Brad and I, that is our favorite topic, ourselves. <laughs> we're, we're really excited about that. Greg had this question because Greg's in a metro and, you know, we we have some differences in our in our markets. And um, he said, guys, I want to I want to understand how you did that. And uh, he's going to he's going to interview myself and Brad today. And, um, yeah, if you've ever wanted if you if you're in a small town or ever want to know that you're not going to want to miss this show. Uh, before we get started, just some ways you can connect with us. Hey, remember, if you find value in this show, we always appreciate those five-star reviews out on Apple and Spotify or whatever, wherever you source this information from. We do have a Facebook community. It's called the Financial Advisors Edge Facebook community. You can search for us there. But last but not least, you know where, where the real action happens. If you're trying to become a better advisor, grow your practice, the Elite Advisor Lab is for you. So check out the Elite or what, what's the what's the URL? Greg, I'm screwing it up like you used to. EliteAdvisorLab.com, right? EliteAdvisorLab.com is where you need to go. But I'm going to hand the reins over to Greg. Greg, take us away. I don't know where we're going with this conversation. As always, we prep for about two minutes before this. So um, yeah, see if you can stop us. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's an interesting conversation as far as you know the market that you're in. You know, for example, you know, I, I drive through some of these smaller towns and I'll see one or two. You know, maybe it's an Edward Jones office or you know a guy that has a, a billboard outside that's you know says open your IRA today. You know, seventy five hundred bucks during tax time or whatever it is. And I just wonder, wow, what it's like to to build a monster business in a small community like that. Is it are are people used to, you know, driving 45 minutes to Walmart or, you know, to, driving to your office an hour away is no big deal here. I mean, people are not going to drive. I mean, if I said, oh, my office is across town, there's no way in hell. Most people are, are driving, you know, far. But I mean, there's, like I said, there's in the last episode, I, I think I looked, I mean, there's like 50 CFPs within a mile of my office. It's incredible the, the competition here. So 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 tell me about your market. Tell me about the if you run into that are people driving an hour away to come meet with you? Is that a like I had a couple in that uh is from very very rural Missouri. They drove 2 hours to to come meet with me and they said, "Well, we're meeting with an an Edward jo- the local Edward Jones guy." But they said, we've never really met with an advisor before. All of our money's in the 401k. So we thought we'd come to the big city, is what they said. But they're used to that. People people that live in rural areas, go. that's where they shop. That's where the concerts are. That's where the mall's at. That's So they're, they're used to going to those places for professionals. The doctors are there. So... I'm not I'm not surprised by that. But Brad, for you, like um let's let's hear about your market. Tell us about your market and um some yeah. of the some of the some of the aspects of it. So I, 
Certainly, but Greg, I was curious, what's the drive across town in St. Louis? Is that a 45-minute trip? No crazy traffic. Yeah, so, yeah, I would say about 45 minutes from, from one end to the next. Yeah. Okay, so my town is probably about seven. Seven minutes or miles? Minutes. Minutes. Okay. <laughs> right. So, um, but yeah, my, my, um, so the town where my office is located, we're a town of about 12,000 people. And there's a state university there that pretty much doubles that up when, um, when the college is in session. But that's no good to me because I'll assume that most college students don't have a ton of investable assets. So, disregard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah 3, there's 500 students yeah yeah you know i built my practice in my whole county has sixty-five thousand people wow. my entire county has sixty-five thousand people so you know it can be good or good or bad what i did you know i kind of looked around when i got my sea legs under me and said all right you know we've mentioned this in the past i'm certainly not going to focus on tesla employees i have none so i had to look around me and see what you know what who should I target? What should my market be? And I didn't mind doing that at all. I don't. I, I ended up saying, "Hey, you know, everywhere has, has uh, school districts, and I happen to have this gig, you know pretty big size college near me. I'm going to focus on. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to focus. I'm going to focus on that demographic. Some of the advantages to that are uh, number one. Well, you mentioned Edward Jones earlier. I have one Edward Jones office in my town, and I don't believe there is a Jones office in either neighboring town. So there might be three or four in the entire county. Their closest wirehouse is almost 50 miles. There are none in my county. So it's me, one Edward Jones guy, and you know a couple of community banks that have brokerage uh, departments and maybe a few insurance agents. The billboard guy with the IRA billboard for me is State Farm. Okay. So okay. That's, my, that's my competitive landscape. So yes, I'm chasing fewer dollars, but there are also certainly fewer people chasing those dollars around me. It, and do you do you think maybe in in the smaller communities like that that um, that like the State Farm that they have their you know hand in the cookie jar as far as the investment space and maybe like American Family or some of these more well known like really their insurance maybe like an Allstate or something like that do you, do you run into that where people are saying yeah I got my investments with the my insurance guy I, you know what? very very rarely I don't know that I can say I know State Farm was in the state farm tried to do the investment thing um years ago and then they stopped and i think they most recently started back up i think all state does i have not ever run into an investment account from either of those firms i have run into maybe three or four over my career where they bought um bought an annuity or an or a cd made their ira contribution that way through state farm but it's always a fixed annuity or no risk product i've never seen anyone going to their car insurance agent for their money management or financial planning needs. How about you, Jim? I, I'm curious. I'm really curious. Uh, about the state farm or about the business? About, about the you know insurance. If you run into both. that in a, in a smaller community, are you running into where um, you know people have their accounts with maybe a traditional, you know, more traditional insurance person? No, I don't think so. Um, I, I think that can happen, certainly. And maybe I'm not seeing them, but I, I, think, I think a lot of those guys are probably going after pretty small accounts, all things considered. They're they're probably slapping people into variable annuities, fifty thousand dollar variable annuities, I bet is a, a big ticket or a, a ticket, a normal ticket for them. So I don't see a lot of that. You know, my town is probably my town's grown up over the last five years a little bit. Um we're, we're close to Virginia Tech. Uh because of that, that the growth of that that school, it's kind of pushed around into neighboring communities. We're still rural. I mean it, it, there's a guy who was shooting his gun behind my house last night, you know, like 
target shooting, right? Like it's, we're still rural. Um, it, he has a hundred acre farm. He can shoot wherever he wants. Um, right. you know, I think from, uh, I think from, uh, in the county I'm in, it's about the size of Brad's County actually. Um, when I'm going to wow. do a, when I'm going to do a mailer, I'll look it up as we're on the show. Um, uh, but uh, when I do a mailer, this gives you an example. If I want to invite, um, if I want to get people to come to a dinner, like a dinner workshop, and I'm going to choose my demographic of, let's say, 55 to 65, I think I get about 4,400 people, 4,500 people I can mail to that have that have over 50,000. By the way, I have to drop my criteria huge. Over $50,000 of investable assets. There's just not... There's just not an enormous amount of um, of people in my market. Doesn't mean there's not wealth. One thing I've learned, and this is this is fascinating. I think you can kind of look like to these Edward Jones offices that are just all over the Midwest. Is there there is wealth in smaller communities? There absolutely is wealth. So it's not like don't drive through there and think that everybody's broke. You just don't have million dollar accounts falling out of the trees, right? Like you, you got to shake them a little bit more. So we're in a small market now. With all that said, you know, I've as as my business has grown and I've aspired to do more. I've I've opened uh, satellite offices in 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 towns at, at forty five minutes an hour away and then an hour and a half away because um, because of the way I market and some of the things I do, it reaches those areas. And those are those are very profitable offices for me. But um, but yeah, I wanted to expand. And if I wanted to expand quickly and add lots of assets, it, it just was not going to happen in a small market. I mean, I don't think you add thirty million dollars a year in a town like Brad's unless you're just you're either incredibly well known, a factory shuts, or or you're or you you just you're marketing all over the place. I just think it, I think it's hard. I think it gets really complicated. Jim, what are the demographics like at your two satellite locations? Yeah, so my two satellites much better. Like, um, yeah. but but think, you know, I was I was talking to a, a great friend of mine yesterday, and he's in um, Los Angeles, and he's actually on TV in Los Angeles, and I I was like, oh yeah, you know, he's talking about his going to one of his offices, and I said, I can't believe you, like your TV show hits like six million people. I didn't even know. He goes, no, no, my my market's twenty two million people when my show. 22 million is the metro TV market of, of Los Angeles. And I just, my state has 8 million. My state, <laughs> my state, my market has 100,000. Like my big market has 100. So even my big city has 100, it's 100,000 people. And so they're, they're, they're just smaller markets. Now we have all the, and even my, my big city, I mean, we've got UBS or Merrill Lynch and Morgan Stanley and, you know, all the big names. In my small area, we've got the Stiefel and the LPL. Uh, we used to have Morgan Stanley, they moved out. We've got Edward Jones, you know, norm, normal stuff. I, I, feel like, I, I feel like we're a little bit more competitive where Brad's at, but maybe we have a little less people relative to where we're at as well. So but yeah, that's our that's our demographic. It's and we're not big. I wish, I, I you know we. This is the kind of interesting thing. I sometimes I I see like advisors in these like incredible areas where there's so much money in motion. I, Brad, I know you're. I know you don't have money in motion in your market until they retire. Nobody's moving to your area. Like there's no movers there. Like me either. Nobody relocates to my town. They they yeah. just don't. Yep. You know it's funny when you were. I, I don't want to make a liar of myself. You mentioned Stiefel and whatnot. My town also has a Stiefel. However, it was Janny Montgomery Scott for years. And uh, it was a one-man Janny office connected as a satellite to a, a Janny office in one of the metro areas an hour away. This gentleman 
good guy. I know him a little bit. Uh, he got an opportunity to go actually be uh, president of a community bank. Uh, he had relatives in that business. So, hey, whatever. Uh, so Janny promptly closed that office. He got done being CEO of the bank, went back, went back to Janny and then stayed for a couple of years, left to go to Stiefel. When I say left, I mean, he resigned from Janny. So Janny closed that office down in our town and Stiefel reopened in the same location. All one guy. Oh, it's fa- same. It's weird that you have that so, same in my town. We had a uh, leg Mason, we had a leg oh, yeah. Mason office, leg Mason guy closes his office. Morgan Stanley moves in. He, it's the same guy. And yeah. then he decides he's going to leave Morgan. Now it's a steeple office and uh same guy, but he runs, he, he has a huge business, but it, this is the other thing. I don't know if you've ever run into this, you know, in a, in a big town, you can, there it's, you have so many people, you don't have to worry about this, but in a small town, there's a lot of clickishness. In, in our town. And a lot of it's about who you go to church with, who your kids go to high school with. Did you go to high school with them? So when I'm going to win clients from from the the local guy, I've got to overcome the fact that people probably went to high school with them, that they they probably know them socially somehow. And, and it's a really, it's a challenge to overcome these kind of deep embedded bonds that people have. Because interesting, yeah, interesting. And, and a lot of advisors don't have to deal with that, and it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic to get over. So you have to be very, and you know, you never say anything negative about people. And I'm sure he, I don't know this gentleman. Yeah, you know, I know him a little bit. He's 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 a very profitable advisor. It looks like and runs a nice big practice. But you know, you when you when you're in these small markets, these are the hurdles you have to overcome. And That's you funny. can't you can't slam the competition because or anything. Now, Jim and Brad, did you did you grow up in in the in the uh, area you are now, or did you relocate later on in life? I grew up in in uh, rural central Pennsylvania. So, what about you, Jim? Uh, I relocated. I um I, I was uh, going through divorce, and my uh, my ex wife is from this area, and uh, I wanted to be close to my kid. So I moved here. I picked a uh, I picked a town on the map I'd never even been to and uh, opened an office with Edward Jones. So I'd never even been there. I just decided, well, it looks as good as any. There's no Edward Jones there. There's no Edward Jones in the uh, in the town, and uh, and went in and they, and went in that market. Now I realized why there was no Edward Jones people. Like the last four before I got there had failed. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that's why. So it was uh, it was an interesting kind of a uh, hurdle. And when I got there, I remember people saying, "Oh no, you're not going to be like the last four guys, are you, Jim?" <laughs> So oh, shoot, it, it was always fascinating because they because they come in, they knock on the doors, they go, you know, they join the chamber, they, they, you know, they did this, and, then, and then boom, they were gone. <laughs> so so people really bring that, you know, they'll ask, oh, what high school did you go to? What what grade school? What you know, they they're trying to find out your roots and who you're related to, and you know, maybe they went to high school with your aunt back, you know, year decades ago. Like so, in small, that's important to people in the small towns, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, Brad can speak to the speak probably better to this since he's, he's there. I'll tell you when I when I moved to this small town, I lived in a um, again. I, it was right after the financial collapse, so I I got an apartment. I think it was three hundred fifty dollars a month above like or next to a train station. It was the worst place I've ever lived. Um, I ate, ate ninety nine cent banquet meals for a you know a couple years uh, because. You know that's a cheap way to eat, and um, when people would say like, "Where do you live?" and all this, I'd I'd always try to just skirt the question because I didn't want to tell them I lived in the dump I lived in. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man! Now now they can see that, my house from the highway. <laughs> I didn't see it when I went by. 
No, the, the trees are out. If you come in the fall, you'll see it. All right. What, Jim, what year was that that you, uh, that you moved there and started with Jones? 2000. It was uh, winter of 2009. So the end of 2009. So basically 13 and a half years, you changed professions, got divorced, moved to a whole other town you'd never been to, got licensed, trained with Edward Jones, knocked on doors, started with Jones, left Jones, went RA, and are now closing in on a quarter of a billion dollars. Yep. No friends, yeah. no family, no book purchase, no no story. I, I have never had one dollar handed to me that from a from another advisor, from a firm, anything. So yeah, it's all grind. It, it was all it's all it's all organic. Wow, impressive and very impressive. And for you, Brad, like you, um, y- y- your your town. Let's talk about that for a minute. You um you grew up there, but um your your family's not like the uh, your dad's not the doctor, right? Um. No. Yeah, let's hear your origin story. Where how did you get started? Yeah, so I didn't grow up in the town that my that my office is in, but but fairly nearby. Um how close? Ten miles. Okay, that's that's pretty close. And yeah. hopefully the people in your in that town of your office like the people in the other town, right? It's not <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah, this? What's like this? The... It's not like the Simpsons town that's across the tracks that they, they hate each Shelby other. Shelby. No, although Shelby Bill. Bill. <laughs> my office is in a school district, not the school district that I went to, and but was my school district's rival. So Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I don't think I hope I'm not losing any business over 1998 uh, football season. But if I am, well, hey, life's okay. Um, <laughs> no, my town. Oh, my backstory. Um, no, not my dad was. Uh, my dad worked for the uh, the state welfare department, actually. Uh, so I actually can't even get any you know clients that he used to work with, <laughs> unless they've <laughs> turned it around substantially. And uh, my mom, my mom was an elementary school teacher, but she actually. Uh, she, she, she quit teaching when I was born back in the early eighties. Um, then I have a younger, I have a younger sibling also, but she never went back to work. So nope, just came from regular middle-class rural Pennsylvania. And, and they're all still, do you, do you run into in a small town like that? Do, do clients come in and go, Oh, I know your dad, or I know your mom. I never run into it because my folks are out of town, but do you run into that? I do. I do. So funny enough, um, I didn't. I I picked up a four hundred three B contract at the school district where my mom used to teach elementary school, maybe three or four years into my career. Uh, and uh, so when I started working there, I will get. I have a couple of clients that actually worked with my mom back in the day that remember her. Okay. So, yeah, cool. there's been some cool times like that that uh, that you probably don't get if you're if you're in a major metro. No. No, um, yeah, nobody. Uh, I don't have family here, and nobody knows. And and they wouldn't even. You live forty five minutes. It's like being in another state, you know. Um, Greg, it's funny when you when we t- when you and I talk about this both on and off the podcast. Like, and I know you guys know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to mention his name because I don't have permission. But a guy that really, really, really made impact in my career. Um, he was with a he was with a couple of wirehouses um, in in New York City in his career, and. Um, you know, and he'd tell me still, you know, we'd be sharing stories. He'd be trying to help me. And, and I he'd be like, Oh, in my in my branch, you know, there's there's about 50 other brokers. And I like, you know, he probably should have seen my face when he said that. I'm like, what? <laughs> there I would be willing to bet there may be 50 people that hold a six or a seven in my county, but I bet there are not 50. I bet there are not 50 people. You can even loosely call financial advisors in my whole county. And that's if you include the state farm guy. And he'd tell me in his 
It wasn't even the, the the lead building in the complex or whatever. Fifty brokers in a branch that doesn't exist here. Yes. So so it leads me like when I'm driving through a little small town, you know, in, in Podunk, Illinois, or uh, Missouri, or you know wherever it is, Ohio. See that one office, that one financial office, and they got the billboard. You know, retirement questions. Call this number. So, never being in an environment like that, I'm like, I would think that those people would have a lot of walk-ins just because they're the only game in town. But am I wrong about that? Do people not stop into? You know, do they just pick their financial advisor? But I don't know. I, I truly don't. They're driving two hours to see you. Yeah. yeah. That, but but the thing is, is that guy, if that's Bob Smith, oh, I went to school with Bob Smith, you know, and, and they got roots in the community. I would think that that has some bearing, right? Doesn't it? Or I don't get what I, I mean, I might have gotten one walk in in my entire career. Um, I'll say you, you might probably write about some of that, Greg, that happens on occasion. But I I have gotten clients also that say that I'll ask even sometimes they'll they'll mention that maybe like they have a sibling in the business or their best friend or whatever. I'll ask and I've asked them, you said, why are you here? And there are a fair number of people that say, Hey, I don't, I don't want to mix. I don't want to mix family or, or friends with business. So I think you're going to get it both ways. You'll lose some, but at the same time, that guy might get, you know, disqualified just because they don't want to, they don't want to, to dirty the personal relationship. Yeah, I, I agree with. I agree with that. The same, Jim. Okay. Same. Yeah. Exactly. I, I was going to say that. I'm glad you did. And walk-ins. Um. You know, we own. I have a. I have a nice building. I mean, it's not. It's nothing fancy. It's a nice small town building. Uh, nice office. Sign outside. All the stuff. I think we've gotten like. We've we've gotten like three people that have come in like asking for stuff. Two of them wanted mortgages. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope, don't do that. Uh, yeah, so no, not a lot of that. You, you you would love to have that. I think that I think the reality is whether you're in in and you can apply. Like we're we're Brad and I. Brad's more rural than I am, I believe. Um, I think I'm in a smaller market than he is. I have a I have a friend that's in his actually in his same market. Um, oh, I know and, him. Yeah, yeah, good guy. Um, yeah. And um, it's a tough market. It's a rural tough market. And, and I'm in a similar one, but I think I think. If you think you can't be successful, whether it's in a small market or a mid-sized city, uh, it's all head trash. It's all things between your ears that are that are holding you back. Because you know Brad's a perfect example of it. He just figured out a way to become successful, and there's there's a million ways to do it. I mean, you could focus on whatever you wanted. If you're out in Nebraska, maybe you focus on farmers. I, I mean, I don't know the answer to that. I don't. I'm not in the middle of Nebraska, but he looked around and said, "Look, there's." There's university and there's a hospital system and there's education and maybe I'm going to do four, maybe I'm going to get real active in the 403B space. So, you know, I think I think where there's a will, there's a way in this business, and you can't let these things hold you back. Yeah, for sure. and, and and that's interesting too. Is is I think more about this, like you know, Brad's talking about a, a town ten miles away, and I'm in a metro, and and we have really like suburbs is really what they are essentially. But they're like, oh, well, that that's in so and so. I mean. Well, that's like 10 minutes, probably the same, like what you call a town. It's just, yep. we just have highways like everywhere and streets and all that. So um, it, I guess it's probably the same. Like, yeah, I'm, I may do a seminar 30 minutes away, but it's still in my metro area, right? So it's um, it, it's all perspective, I guess. Greg, do you get when people that live in any of those, uh, like the suburb areas, if they have to come into St. Louis, do they say I'm going into the city? They they do they they into town is what they call yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, 
if we're we're going into town. Now, what's interesting about St. Louis is like uh Jim was talking about like hearing his neighbor like gunshots and things. We we have that we have that in St. Louis. It's just we call that, we call that drive-bys. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was thinking like the same thing, actually, same gentleman I was mentioning earlier, you know, and I noticed like you're in Brooklyn and they're like, I have to go into the city tomorrow for a meeting. And I'm, you know, here I am, my townie with 64,000 people. I'm like, I'm in Brooklyn. I'm like, we are in the city. What are you talking about? They mean, you know, meeting Manhattan. I just always get a kick out of that, but I've always heard it being a New York thing. Um, I didn't know if that happened soon, but apparently it's just a city thing. Yeah. Into town normally means like around here, even on the Illinois side, it's like the closest Walmart. That's pretty much like town to them if they're going to the bank or to Walmart. So, uh, yeah, that's cool, though. So uh, this this has been interesting discussion, guys. I I just uh, it. I, I think uh, Jim brought up a good point. It's it's head trash because there's probably so many advisors out there that say, "Oh, if if only I was in a different area, M- must be nice to be down in there in Florida with everybody that walks in has a million bucks." It's just all these excuses that we make, and it's it's uh, Jordan B- Belfort. Uh, he called it, you know, don't listen to these bullshit excuses in your head that hold you back from and and prevent you from you ever achieving that success. Um, you got to let those go. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're really truly limiting, limiting thoughts. When you do that, you're really, you're selling yourself short. There's, there's the opportunity. And, and again, you, you can go Brad's way where you go deep into a niche. I, and I think that's, I think it's a perfect way to do it. Um, you could go my way where you, you know, you, you, you have a multiple markets, you can open an office. And, and I came up with the idea of the multiple markets I, you know, I signed up with Ramsey and all the Ramsey leads came from my large market. And all of a sudden, I'm like, damn, I'm only getting like, t- nobody's driving from Roanoke, Virginia to Radford, Virginia, because anybody, but people drive from Radford to Roanoke, you know, they, they don't go in reverse there. Like people in St. Louis don't go to your suburb to go shopping or whatever. They, they, exactly. they go where the stuff's at. Yeah, okay. So it, I think you've got to figure out the way to do it. But, the, you know, I read a great book and it was, um, I know we talked about it in our book episode, but it's like the million dollar financial advisor. And he talked about like, Hey, you've got to look, you can look for towns where they're underserved and open an office there and get it, get it name and reputation. The other thing I, I, I meant to mention around this is reputation in this, in a rural area is really important. For like sure. okay. it, it is, you know, a lot of people have come up to me and said, Jim, the reason I'm work where I work with you is I know, I know that when I tell you something that stays with you, and interesting confidentiality in a small town expect like we're 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 in an independent city so our our town is not even in a county it's in an independent city and because of that people know each other i mean they really truly know each other and um that confidentiality is a big deal brad have you ever did you ever come across that in your area oh yeah absolutely and it's funny so like even from even from like my town, there's there's other towns in the area that are, are even smaller that are three, four, five thousand people. And I've noticed that's more common in the smaller farming communities. It absolutely I've got it before. It would be like this just between this is just between you and I. And also, why did you know why don't you go to this other person? And not only it is like they might not only want to um they don't want to dirty a personal relationship, but they also just don't want that person to know their business. Yeah. Like a friend or relative, they're like, I don't want them to know that I have this money or don't have this money or whatever the reason is. But yeah, all the time. 
I think that's, I'm going to pause right there and, and emphasize that what you guys just said, because I mean, that that's enlightening to me for all of our listeners out there that are, that may be working with someone that knows maybe what, you know, a family member, or maybe it's even a referral, a, a current client referred to bring up that point and, and, and head it off and say, Hey, I know we know the same people. And I just want to let you know that what we discuss here is absolutely confidential. I will never tell your story and let anybody know what you have or anything like that. Never discuss your resources or your goals with anybody else. What we talk about here stays here. I think just remove that uh, concern. Um, that is a fantastic tip. Uh, that's kind of my takeaway uh, from this discussion today, guys. Uh, if you want to wrap it up, I think this has been great. Yeah, I mean, my my final thoughts on it are just, um, you know, if you're in if, if you're in a large town in America, don't let the fact you have lots of competition stand in your way of being yourself because this head trash works both ways. You know, Greg could have said to himself, "Oh, I'm in St. Louis, and you know, I'm in the headquarters of Edward Jones. I can see from my office, and I've got ten thousand advisors running around." No, he decided to go out and carve his piece of the pie out. And, and Brad, the same way in his small market, he decided to go out and carve his piece of the pie. Don't let limiting beliefs or excuses stand in the way of your success. My t- final thought is I think this is all just capitalism at work, right? Like, uh, why don't, you know, their markets fill themselves with enough service providers to meet the demand, generally speaking. So to, to think that you couldn't make it in a small market is silly. There won't be a thousand brokers here. There'll be just enough. There's probably room for you too. One other thing I'll point out, notice that you know Jim and I have similar markets, right? We went about it different ways. He kind of decided to cast a larger net. I decided to use more specialized bait, right? And uh, there's multiple ways you can go about it. I would just say, I advise everyone take a hard look at what you want your business to look like and just acknowledge you may have to do things to kind of mold your um you know, mold your your entire enterprise plan around what your objective is. Um, you know, I chose to work with public educators. So I'm probably a bad fit for, you know, um business owners that that have a liquidity event of tens of millions of dollars. It's not what I cater to. But I probably won't run into too many of those exit strategies in my market. So I'm I'm molding my business to work with my market. And I think you can do that anywhere. Large, medium, or small, north or south, you know, east or west, religious, not religious, whatever type of area of the country you are in, you can make it work. But don't be afraid to kind of tweak your plan to accommodate your demographic. This has been great. Um, and I want to I want to rem- remind everybody, uh, hey, check out the Elite Advisor Lab. Um, that is our virtual mastermind group. And uh, we, we have a lot of fun in there. We've got, you know, weekly office hours to, to answer all questions, uh, you know, cases that, that you might be working on. We've got a monthly live stream and it's you can go in there and, and type in questions. And it, it's just been a lot of fun for not only the three of us, but also all of our members. Uh, so, so check that out. Just a reminder, EliteAdvisorLab.com. Uh, we'll see you there. That's where you can find us more throughout the week. You know, the podcast has been a, a lot of fun. Certainly, we've been doing it, what, over a year now, guys. Um, and uh, it's just, yeah, uh, we'll continue to, to bring topics every single week. But uh, yeah, check us out, EliteAdvisorLab.com. Thanks for listening to the show. Check us out at thefinancialadvisorsedge.com if you want to learn more about us. If you enjoyed the content, make sure to leave us a five-star review and tell your friends about us. The opinions that are expressed in the shows are that of each host only and don't necessarily reflect the opinion of the other hosts. Like the weather 
our opinions can change. This podcast isn't intended to provide tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified professional. We cannot guarantee our opinions or forecasts are right. See you next week.